0: Welcome to another episode of Live Your Own Fit podcast where we talk about everything to do with life performance. I'm your host today, Pete Jacobs, and today I'm talking about ego. And carrying on a little bit from the podcast on fatigue from last week. This is going to touch a little bit on fatigue, but not just sort of that chronic fatigue, really struggling with brain tog type fatigue, but also just the fatigue from you've done a hard session and the next day where you aren't able to go as hard as you wanted to. Talking today about ego is going to enlighten you on how to deal with those days, just as much as for the people that have got a bit of chronic fatigue, um, those people that haven't exercised but wake up one day feeling fatigued. Maybe you did something the night before. Maybe you had way too many drinks even, but it's a little bit about staying present and how to control ego, be in the moment so that you can deal with your current situation, accept it and then move on and still get a great result for the day, even though it's not the day that you wanted to have necessarily. It's not the day that you had as much energy as you wanted, but by controlling ego, I'm going to talk you through how your day can still be awesome. So as I touched on last week, my issues with fatigue started when I was a teenager, but it was in my 20s where I really discovered the power of controlling my ego, where I really learned that not having too many expectations, so a little bit of confidence is good, a little bit of foreseeing what you want to happen is excellent, but that's a whole nother topic, building that quiet confidence within. But this is about controlling the ego. So on those days that you do not feel up to your normal amount of energy, controlling your mind is the most important thing. And that's something that I learned in my 20s. And it was around things like being grateful for the days that I did feel good. So an example would have been, you know, I might have experienced many weeks of fatigue. There was the first year as a prof- or the second year as a professional triathlete. I had many weeks of fatigue, took me a long time to dig myself out and eventually I felt good and I went and raced. And on that day, I just felt good. My body worked the way that I really wanted it to work, the way that it just felt alive and felt energetic. And so I became grateful through those experiences of enjoying and appreciating and being present and grateful in those moments for when my body's doing what I want it to do. So, I didn't do any grateful, mindfulness, gratitude practices back then. But I definitely changed my mindset around um, that sort of feeling of, as woe is me, of it's not fair, of, you know, why can't I do the things that everybody else can do? And that certainly had days and moments of that when I was feeling fatigued. But I'd also learned to quieten that voice. I want to talk about how I turned my weakness of fatigue into my strength, and I want to teach you how you can do that as well. So my weakness, by 2011, it was obvious that I couldn't train as much as the others. I'd come second to Craig Alexander in October in Hawaii, and from that day on, I was like, okay, the next goal is to win. But I knew that trying to step it up in training um, or do more hours or harder training like the others and replicate what other people were doing was not going to be the answer. I knew that I could perform if I followed my own limitations. And so my weakness of being fatigued and being more fragile and susceptible to fatigue became my strength. So I embraced the fact that I couldn't do as much as other people. And that is what helped me become world champion. That simple fact of being happy that I could not do as much as other people and I was grateful for what I was able to do meant that on the days in training that I couldn't do even the training that I wanted to do, let alone as much as somebody else, it meant I still ticked off boxes for improving my health and performance in other ways. So in 2012, my golden rule was do three things every day that helped me work towards my goal of winning uh, Hawaii that year in 2012. So a nap counted as a session, a massage counted as a session, foam rolling, stretching, all of those things, obviously swim, bike, run, mobility, um, drills. Any of those sort of things, a recovery, easy swim, get in the pool and just swim for 20 minutes, everything counted as a session. So therefore, my mindset was always getting these little check boxes next to it. Goal accomplished three times every day. Monday, I didn't train at all. So Monday was always three things that I did for myself. So it always was a nap, it always was a massage. And then there was always a bit of something else in there as well. So for you, that may be something like, you know, I'm going to fit in my yoga. I'm going to get to the beach and get some sunshine and jump in the ocean. It may be that I'm going to have my electrolyte drink first thing in the morning. I'm going to have my supplements with my lunch and dinner. So three things that help you towards your goal every day is an excellent benchmark just to A, obviously they, those things help you get healthier, which is awesome. The other thing is they help your brain get healthier and stronger and more resilient and into a pattern that is achieve and reward. So without having to go to chocolate or a sort of treat to try and get that sort of dopamine hit, you're giving it to yourself by ticking a box of saying, yes, I did that for myself today and I feel better for it. You feel better, yes, mentally because you did it. And physically, over time, that will add up to your goal of how you wanna act, how you wanna feel, what you wanna perform in, and what you wanna achieve. Back to what ego means and how do you control ego? Ego is everything that exists exclusively in the past or the future. So, anytime you have a worry, it's a worry about something in the past or the future. You know, that's your ego. Oh, I haven't trained enough. You're worried about the past. Or these guys are going to be faster than me in this race. I'm going to be slower than they are. You know, that's ego. Your ego can really just push you down, cause a whole heap of tension, loss of energy, wasted energy, inefficiencies. So ego, as well as that, can also be a good thing when you have a little bit of that quiet confidence, but you have to be really aware that if you head out, let's say you go training with a group of cyclists or runners, and they're faster than you can do on that day without going out of your zone, out of your comfort zone. So your comfort zone may be a heart rate that you've set. It may be a physical feeling that you're aware of. It may be wattage, whatever it is, you know that you have a limit that you should stick to for that day, or you find out when you're out there, you go, I'm tired today, I just can't push to that limit. And when you hit that level, but you're with other people, your ego says, oh, no, we we should keep up or they're going to think that I'm slow. Or, oh, I don't want them waiting for me at the top and I'll be slowing them down and they're going to get annoyed at me. Well, most of the time, People that you're riding with don't care that they're waiting. Like if they do wait, they're waiting. If they want to, they'll come back down the hill and do a few extra kilometers. So it doesn't matter. In your mind, it is ego telling you that people are thinking negatively about you. So it's all of these projections that you're putting on yourself that don't exist. And it's all of the past stuff that doesn't matter that you're holding and carrying on to and bringing into the present those things are ego. As I mentioned earlier, gratitude is an amazing tool for being present and quietening down your ego and all those negative thoughts. So gratitude brings you present, and when you are 100% in the present, ego can't exist. They cancel each other out. It's an it's just so simple and so easy to do. So for example, uh, the zone, being in the zone, being in state of flow also cancels our ego. So when you're in that state of flow as, a, as an athlete, if you've ever noticed, felt that, if you've read about it, if you've seen someone performing it, you know they're so in the moment that there is no worries, fears, doubts. They're not thinking what other, wondering what other people are thinking about them. Watch all of these amazing performers like Usain Bolt. They're so in the moment. They're so relaxed. They're so happy. They're grateful. And their performances show that. And you can see it physically in the lack of tension in their bodies and in their amazing performance and as well as in their persona and their character that they exude afterwards, before, during. They're totally present. It's just an amazing thing to see. and amazing thing for you to start practicing so that you can start to feel good about yourself, whether it's a day that you win a world championship or whether it's the day that you just go down to the beach, you take your supplements and you get to bed early. But you have to keep in mind that you need to reward, you need to acknowledge that what you've done so that you do get that literal reward so that you are saying, yes, I'm a good person. I am achieving something today. Otherwise, your ego will creep in and be a bit like, oh, well, you, you didn't really do much today. And that's where when you're already trying, when you already wake up with a bit of fatigue and then you layer on those sort of doubts and thoughts and feelings and end up doing more again on that day because your ego was telling you, oh, I should be able to do more. Oh, that person does more. I did more last week. I did more last year. I want to be able to do this much in three weeks' time. And so you're not connecting with how your body feels today, and you're not connecting with your instinct. So with ego, it will block your instinctual thoughts, what you know you really should be doing. Same goes for craving craving food. When you're not really hungry, but your brain is a little bit tired, you know, you've you've got some uh, stress built up in your body and your brain's a little bit tired and it says, I want to go to the fridge now or the cupboard and I want to grab that junk food. So that is a future thought of the reward of dopamine that you are going to the junk food for and that future thought of, oh, if I do this now, I'll have energy then and I'll feel better then at some point in the future. Well, all you need to do is be present, you know, breathe in and out through your nose, five breaths, five seconds in, five seconds out, in and out to your belly, become present, fully present. Think of something you're grateful for. And suddenly you get that reward without needing to eat the junk food. You may need to tell yourself a little bit more of a story. You may need to use a trigger phrase that you've been practicing. You may need to use a thought of gratitude or words of gratitude, you may need to go into the sunshine to experience the sunshine and that feeling of warmth and energy from the sun to be grateful for the sun. Maybe you go outside and get fresh air and you're grateful for fresh air. But when you use gratitude to become present, all of those other cravings and needs don't exist anymore. They can only exist in that future thought in your mind. So just to wrap it up, I'm going to recap the three main things that I really have built my success on. And it's controlling ego because ego is exclusively thoughts of the past or the future. So working on being present is a key thing in 2012, I use the word love as my trigger word to become present. If you've listened to previous podcasts, I've talked about the impact that that had. And there's a video on my website as well about my finish line speech where I mention how love was the word that obviously gave me that feeling of gratitude. It brought me present. It calmed my mind and body. So I was always present and making the right decisions, doing things more efficiently. So, controlling ego, key one. The second key part that I've talked about today was turning my weakness into my strength by acknowledging what that was. And so, whether it's in business where you acknowledge you're not good at something, so you find somebody else to do that role, or whether it's something you acknowledge you aren't good at, and so you work on it, or... You work on your strengths and get really, really good at your strengths. In triathlon, some of the, I mean, history forgets this. Um, A lot of the professional athletes don't, however, that there's been some amazing bike riders, some uber bike riders in Hawaii over the years. And their story every time repeats that when they went from focusing on their strength, which was the bike, to putting in more hours of running, working really, really hard they didn't have the same results. They actually performed better doing hardly any running in training and focusing on their strength. So your body instinctively knows what it's good at, how you perform better, how you get fitter, how you sleep better, what food is good for you. You just need to listen to your instincts and do what you truly can feel is good for you. And lastly, three things a day That are helping you work towards your goal. No matter how small they are, it's just list them and do three of those things every day so that you can go to bed at night and maybe going to bed early is one of those things. So bam, you've done two throughout the day. The last one is go to bed early and you can say to yourself, great, I've worked towards my goal and I've stuck to the goal that I'd set myself, which was to do three things a day that are good for me working towards my goal. It's that simple. That is how you can control ego, be happier, stay present, be more grateful, perform better in every way, shape, and form, personally, professionally, and in competition. So I hope you've got something out of today from my experiences and things that I've learned since I did those experiences so obviously i didn't know all that i know now when i was actually doing those things however being able to analyze them now you know it's it's so fascinating to look back and see what i was doing and and dive deeper into my own thoughts feelings and habits back then and today what i'm up to today so thanks very much for listening please get in touch with us let us know what topics you'd like to hear about what people you would like us to interview. We've got some interviews lined up shortly, um, but I'm also still getting great feedback from these episodes where I'm just instilling my knowledge on my own doing these solo shows. So give us the feedback, let us know, subscribe to our podcast, check out our YouTube channel, look us up at liveyourownfit.com and social medias and get in touch if you'd like to work with Jamie or myself and further your breadth and knowledge and performance um, that we can give you as health and performance coaches. So thank you for listening. Have a great day.